Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Feel Good Spine podcast, where I have quite literally got your back talking all things scoliosis and back hair related, as well as health, fitness, yoga, and all of the good things to get us living our lives to our fullest potentials. Let's get into it. In this week's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about our convex and concave sides, whether or not we can reduce our rib hump, the methods that help it, and also what not to do with our daily routines. So let's dive into what the rib hump is in the first place. And by the way, I hate the word rib hump. It is not glamorous or flattering, but I will just refer to it as that for now, as I know that you all know what I'm talking about when I say rib hump, because if you have scoliosis, you know what I'm saying, okay? So our good old friend, the rib hump, starts to form due to the lateral shifting of the spine with scoliosis that can cause rotation of the vertebrae. So as the lateral shift happens, the discs between the vertebrae start to compress and become uneven. This will cause the vertebrae to actually change shape to a wedge-shaped and then rotate and become structurally stuck like this. As our ribs are connected to the vertebrae, once the vertebrae start to rotate, this causes the ribs to also displace, which is why we have our convex and concave sides. This also creates a problem for the sternum in some cases. FYI, the sternum is our chest bone. If you put your hand in between your nipples, you'll feel that big bone. The sternum is also connected to the ribs, which are connected to the vertebrae, all in a closed chain. So once the vertebrae start that rotation, everything is getting affected. Because of this, not only do we get a rib hump, but for some females, you might also notice one boob is a different size or looks like it's a different size. That is because of the rotation of the sternum and the ribs on your front side. So you might notice that one boob looks a little bit smaller on that front concave side, but that's only because the sternum and the ribs are actually rotating backwards. It might not be that your boobs are actually different sides. So yay for that, I guess. This brings me on to what our convex and concave sides actually are. We have a concave front and a concave back. You may have more than one concave and convex area, so you might have it up in the thoracic, you may also have it in the lumbar, you may even also have it in the cervical region, depending on how many curves your scoliosis has. The convex side is where the ribs, especially in the thoracic area, have spread apart and rotated backwards. This is what causes the rib hump. The concave areas is the side where the ribs are compressed, the intercostal muscles are compressed and atrophied, the ribs are pushing forward, and it can create the look of a flat back or even a lordotic back in the thoracic, depending on the degree of rotation. 
You'll notice this in the front of your body if you have one side of your ribs that are poking out more than the other side. And maybe, like I said, if you have one boob that looks smaller than the other, this is likely to be your front concave side, which means that's your back convex side, which would be where the rib hump is. You'll see a concave and convex in the lumbar region. Obviously, this won't be affecting your ribs as you don't have ribs down there, but you'll see it as your muscles poking out a little bit more on one side or dipping in depending on what side you're looking at. You might also notice that your pelvis is tilted and risen a little bit higher on that concave side and the convex side is usually the side where the pelvis is kind of poking out laterally if you're looking from the back that is. So this brings me on to my next segment, which is, is there anything that we can do to make the rib hump, make this convex and concave side better? And the answer is yes, my friends. Yes, that is things that we can do to make it better. And I'm gonna go through some non-surgical, non-bracing options with you right now. So stay tuned. If you type into Google how to make your rib hump better, it will come back and say that exercises and stretches that strengthen the muscles on the side of the rib hump can help to reduce the appearance of the rib hump. And although that is somewhat true, that explanation is very, very simple and there is a lot more to it that Google just hasn't quite gone into here, but who can blame them, you know? So there are three main things that we need to do to help decrease our rib hump. Before we even get onto that, the most important thing that you need to do is understand exactly which side your convex and your concave sides are because you can't do anything until you are certain on that. Not even like, like you need to be sure, not just like, I think it's this side, like you have to know for sure. So that is step number one. <laughs> Then we have the most important corrective, which is finding elongation of the spine, but whilst maintaining your natural kyphotic and lordotic curves. Once you have found elongation, this is, your spine is 80% corrected for you. It's going to create a lot of space in your rib cage already to start opening and breathing into that, which we're going to come on to next. You can find elongation of the spine in many ways through traction using a band or a pull-up bar. I have techniques where I'm lying on the floor or in a seated position and where I'm putting it all together using a band on all fours, finding traction and breathing and derotating, which I'm going to come into now. Once you have elongated your spine correctly, we're going to move on to breathing. So you might have heard of Schroff theory, which is a very popular scoliosis way to correct and help the spine, especially the rib pump. In Schroff theory, we have RAB, which is rotational angular breathing, my friends. In simple terms, this basically means breathing into your concave side, the side where the ribs are compressed, which is going to open this compression and help derotate the spine. 
With Schroff theory, we have the analogy of the deflated bull or deflated balloon. Imagine a balloon that has been deflated on one side. How are we going to blow that up? We're going to add air into it and adding air is going to open up that compressed flat side. So that is basically what we're trying to do with our scoliosis, but obviously it is a lot more complicated than just trying to blow up a balloon, unfortunately. In addition to elongation and rotational angular breathing, we can do shoulder traction. So this basically means when you're putting your hand on your shoulder on your convex side and you're trying to like push your elbow away from your body whilst moving your rib prominence, your rib hump forwards. This is going to engage the muscles back there and try and flatten them out a little bit, strengthen them and get those intercostal muscles working and engaging them as well. You might have seen this method if you've looked at pictures of Schroff theory or some scoliosis corrective exercises where the person has their hand on their shoulder with their elbow pointing up. That is what they are trying to do, get that shoulder traction to help flatten out that rib hump. I have done all of these things myself and found that they do work. I feel longer, I feel less rotated afterwards, and I know that sticking to this consistently is really, really going to help my scoliosis in a non-surgical, non-bracing way. And I cannot recommend for you guys to start doing these things in your daily routine as well. There are a couple of different methods out there that use these systems. Obviously, Stroff theory is the, the main one. There's also Pilates. I find Pilates and Stroff can work really, really well together, as well as yoga for scoliosis. If you're doing specific yoga poses, especially for your scoliosis, and that does exist, it is all about finding elongation and breathing into your concavities, lengthening the body and derotating the spine. The new system flowability I also find works really, really well, as again, this is about creating length through the spine and it brings special attention to the thoracic area, which I find really useful for helping derotate my rib hump because it's all about breathing and opening into those ribs in the thoracic region, which when you have scoliosis is really, really important. So I thoroughly recommend those systems. I work with those systems. I work with my clients in those systems. So if you have any questions, please reach out to me and ask because I'm here for you guys. In addition to this, where you're starting to get daily scoliosis correctives into your routine to help reduce your rib hump, there are some lifestyle habits that you should avoid on day to day to help not make your rib hump get any worse. So let's get into that. First of all, I'm gonna say this. Traditional yoga and Pilates should be avoided in some sense. And I'm a yoga teacher, so it's tough for me to say that. But with scoliosis, we need to avoid repeated forward bending of the spine and going into our end ranges, especially with flexion and twisting, which when you're doing traditional yoga and Pilates, a lot of that is 
flexion, extension, and twisting into the end range. So, yeah, unfortunately. Of course, 100% you can still do these things. I still do them on a regular basis, but I'm very aware not to round my back. Always doing a squat or a hinge from the hips, never bending from the spine, rounding from the spine, and not coming really deep into back bends. Again, we just don't want to come into those end ranges, and we want to be really conscious of our convex and concave side, that we're not pushing into our concavities, and we're not rounding into our convexities even more. This goes for day-to-day -day life as well, like when you're picking things up, children, shopping, whatever it is, try not to round from your back, squat, or come from your hips, like I said before, to avoid that repetitive rounding of the back, because that really is one of the ways that's going to make your rib pump actually work. Additionally, resting in your scoliosis pattern is not going to be good for you. And what I mean by this is when you're sitting in a chair completely relaxed and you're slumped back right into your hump, you can feel your hump pushing back on the chair. And I know this feeling, trust me, because I have experienced it a lot. But you really do not want to be slumping and sitting into your curvature. You want to try and stay sitting up tall. And I know how annoying that is, but that's just the way it is, guys. I'm sorry. I can't sugarcoat it for you. We need to be sitting up tall and finding as much length in our spines as we can. Maybe using a pillow or a wedge behind the back. And for those more slightly advanced people that are very, very sure on what side their convex is, you can put a little wedge there to help de-rotate as you're sitting up as well. That is advanced though, so just ask me if you have questions on what I mean by that. Lastly, what I'm going to suggest avoiding is stress. And I know, right, in an ideal world, we would never be stressed and life gets in the way and blah, blah, blah. But stress and anxiety is literally causing tension and tightness in our bodies, in our muscle tissues. This tension is going to make the rotation worse of your scoliosis. So avoiding stress is really, really important. If you don't already, trying to meditate using an app like Inside Timer, which is what I do, really, really helps reduce stress. So does breath work. And that's also why I love yoga. Like I am a yoga teacher. I teach yoga for scoliosis. I also teach just normal yoga. And within that, I see my clients come in stressed from the day that they have had and they leave chilled, relaxed, and zen, as we like to call it. So doing these things, these this breath work, this movement can really, really help decrease your stress and which is going to be so much better for your scoliosis and just your mental well-being in general. So to summarize this podcast, my beautiful friends, I'm going to say that yes, you can do things to help your rib hump, to derotate the vertebrae, to make it less prominent. But it just requires a lot of hard work. No one is going to do it for you. You have to go out there and do it yourself. You have to be consistent with it. Okay? But it can be done. And definitely avoid 
things like sitting into your pattern and doing forward folds to stop your rib pump from getting worse. So I really hope that this has helped. If you have any questions at all, please do reach out on Instagram or TikTok at the Feel Good Spine or my website, feelgoodspine.com. I do have a free ebook for download that's just got some really good tips on helping your scoliosis, including traction and myofascial release and some breathing techniques as well. So all here to help you feel good in your scoliosis. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I will speak to you soon. Goodbye.